0: Welcome to Off Balance, the podcast where faith, family, and business collide. I'm Dr. Brooks, a certified master life coach, transformational speaker, and author. Join me as we explore the journey of overcoming adversity and developing resilience. It's time for you to find your strength and reclaim balance. This is Off Balance. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in today. I am your host, Dr. Brooks, a certified master life coach. I teach women to overcome adversity by developing resilience. Whether you're facing a personal struggle, professional setback, or simply seeking to enhance your well being, this podcast is your go to resource for empowerment. Together, we'll unlock the tools and mindset needed to thrive in the face of adversity. Get ready to embrace your inner strength, redefine your narrative, and step into an empowered version of yourself. This is Off Balance, where resilience meets empowerment. Let's dive in. I am so excited about today's episode because it is a subject that is so dear to my heart. Today, we're going to talk about caregiver resentment. For those of you that know, I am a caregiver. I have been caring for my mom in my home for Four years. And it has been truly a humbling experience in a sense that it has been a roller coaster ride. And so today I'm going to talk about caregiver resentment. What is caregiver resentment? Caregiver resentment refers to the negative emotions and feelings of frustration, anger, or bitterness that caregivers may experience while taking care of a loved one, often due to the demanding nature of caregiving responsibilities. This resentment can steal from various factors, including the physical and emotional toll of caregiving, changes in the caregiver's lifestyle, and a sense of imbalance in the relationship. That sense of imbalance is very true because sometimes I feel like I'm the parent and not the daughter. And so there has been a lot of strain on the mother-daughter relationship. Today, we're going to reflect on specific aspects of caregiving that trigger resentment, it could be the demanding nature of the task, changes in your personal life or feeling unappreciated. We're going to identify the root causes that can help you address them more effectively. So I hope that you are just ready to have an open and honest conversation. There is no judgment here. It is okay for you to feel, you know, a certain way about being a caregiver and it's not for anyone to judge those emotions. It's simply for us to first identify them and then to find strategies to help us overcome the resentment. Like I said earlier, caregiver resentment can arise from challenges and stress associated with providing care to a loved one. Factors contributing to resentment may include emotional and physical strain. Caregivers often face emotional and physical exhaustion due to the demands of caregiving. And we know that emotional and physical strain can lead to resentment. I know when I first moved my mom to my home, I had no idea that she would require as much care as she did. I wasn't aware of the changes that had occurred from her last episode prior to her moving with me. She was in a hospital for almost a month. And so that really set her back physically, emotionally, and mentally. And so it was emotionally and physically draining to me when I first started caring for her. The next thing that can contribute to resentment is if caregiving may result in a financial strain affecting your financial well-being and contributing to the feelings of resentment. For example, when my mom first moved here, I had to take care of a $5,000 bill that was preventing her from getting medical treatment here in my state. So that caused me to have to be financially responsible for her bills. So that can cause resentment. In my case, it didn't because by the grace of God, I had the money to be able to cover it. But if I was a person that was in a financial situation, that $5,000 could have cost me to foreclose. It could have cost repossessions. A lot of things could have happened. So financial burden can definitely lead to resentment. The next thing is changes in the relationship dynamic. As I said earlier, A lot of the times, I don't feel like it's a mother-daughter relationship. I have to oftentimes take the role of the authority figure, and so that can cause strain. It can cause resentment. It can cause a lot of tension in the relationship. So whenever the caregiver's relationship undergoes significant changes impacting the dynamics of the relationship, it can potentially lead to resentment. So you just have to find balance and you have to make sure that you constantly remind yourself the dynamics of the original relationship, not this new caregiver relationship, but what is the original dynamic of the relationship? Is it mother, daughter? Is it father, son? Is it son, father? Is it cousins? Whatever it is, you have to go back to the origin of the relationship so that you can appreciate the person for who they are. The next thing that can cause resentment is lack of support. If you don't have support from your family, friends, or the broader community and your caregiving responsibilities, then you can definitely develop resentment. For me, when I first got my mom, the first couple of years, it was just me because my husband was away doing military obligations and so I had the responsibility of all the appointments. I had the responsibility of traveling back and forth to another state for doctors appointments. So it was a lot and I was burned out, exhausted, frustrated. I was overwhelmed by the idea that I didn't have freedom. And what do I mean by freedom? I did not have the ability to take trips if I wanted to. I did not have the ability to go Out all day, you know, shopping and just relaxing, whatever it is, I did not have the freedoms and the liberties to do that because I did not have the support. So support is very important. The next thing that can cause resentment or lead to resentment is if your caregiving responsibilities impact your personal life. You may resent being limited. You may um, resent, again, not having that personal time and that freedom, So that goes back to the link of support. Typically, you will not have that personal time and that freedom if people are not supporting you. So just make sure that you create a community of people that can help you with your caregiver's responsibilities. I've talked about ways that can cause you to develop resentment, but now I want to give you some tips and strategies to help you overcome the resentment. The first tip is seek support. Connect with friends and family or support groups to share your feelings and experiences. You may also consider professional counseling or therapy to address emotional challenges. Sometimes you just have to put yourself in a space where you feel heard and supported, and that can actually help alleviate feeling isolated. I know personally for myself, I decided to go to therapy because a lot of these emotions were overwhelming me and it made me not want to put an effort to have the mother-daughter relationship. So I definitely encourage you to seek support. Number two, I want you to set realistic expectations. You have to understand and accept that limitations are what they are. And you are limited as a caregiver. You know, you may be limited with your resources. You may be limited with, you know, the time that you have for yourself. Whatever the case is, I need you to communicate openly with the care recipient about your capabilities and boundaries. You have to set boundaries. If you do not set boundaries, then you would definitely feel burned out. I know for a moment, I always fixed breakfast for my mom. And I had to realize that one, she was capable of doing that task herself. And so I had to give that task over to her because it was unrealistic for me to do everything for her 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The third tip, take breaks. Schedule regular breaks to recharge and attend to your own needs. There is nothing wrong with doing that. And I don't want you to feel guilty about it, embarrassed or ashamed. I don't want you to feel like you are not being a good caregiver simply because you take breaks. You can arrange um, for someone else to come in to take care of them temporarily so that you can take a break physically and mentally. Fourth, I want you to prioritize self care. Self care is different to every, you know, to different people. We all have our own definition of self care. So I want you to make time for activities you enjoy to maintain your physical and mental well being. I want you to practice self compassion and acknowledge that taking care of yourself is essential for the effectiveness of your caregiving. Fifth, I want you to communicate effectively. Foster open and honest communication with the care recipient and other family members. I want you to create a space where you can express your needs and concerns calmly and encourage them to share their perspectives as well. So just make sure that you are communicating and that not only are you communicating, but you're authentic with your communication. There is no judgment here. There is no shame. There is no guilt. Just open and honest communication. The next thing is I want you to be okay with delegating responsibilities. Distribute your caregiving tasks among family members or hire additional help if possible. You can share the caregiving responsibilities to prevent burnout and resentment. My A lot of my frustration comes from everyone else around me doing life. They get to go on vacations, they get to do all kinds of things. You know, they can they can just pop up and do whatever they want to do. And I can't do that. I have to plan out everything. And so you have to make sure that you delegate the responsibility so that you will be able to do things for yourself. You would be able to travel whatever it is that you desire to do. Next, you want to set boundaries. You want to establish clear boundaries to protect your personal time and space. You want to learn to say no when necessary and prioritize tasks to avoid feeling overwhelmed and just feeling like you always have something to do. I don't know about you, but when I feel like I always have a schedule, I become so frustrated and tired. So sometimes it's just good to have a day where there's not a plan. A day where you can just rest and relax, so those boundaries are going to be necessary. The eighth tip is focus on positive moments. Acknowledge and appreciate positive aspects of caregiving. I know personally, all days are not bad, and so I really celebrate those good days. You want to reflect on the meaningful moments and connections you share with your care recipient. So on those days where both of you guys crush your goals and you just do everything that you need to do that day, celebrate those days because that's actually a great time and that relieves stress and it just makes caregiving more bearable. Nine, I want you to educate yourself. Learn about the health conditions and challenges faced by the care recipient. And I also want you to understand their needs so that you can enhance your empathy and reduce resentment. So sometimes depending on what the health condition may be, some things may be out of their control. So if you can learn more about that condition and empathize with them, it will help you not be so resentful and frustrated regarding the reaction or whatever the situation may be. And lastly, I want you to plan for the future. Develop long-term care plans and discuss them with the care recipient and other family members. I want you to anticipate changes in caregiving needs and adapt your approach accordingly. So depending on what the health condition is, if it progresses, then you may want to consider you know, long-term care facility. You may have to consider a nursing home. You may have to consider respite care coming in. So there's different things that you have to consider when you're on this caregiver journey and you, you can't feel bad about that. So I just think that if you plan for it and you communicate with everybody when that time comes, if it comes, then everyone will be okay and no one will feel blindsided or overwhelmed or frustrated with having to make a decision. I know personally for me, as I stated in the beginning, it has been an up and down roller coaster. I do thank God that I have the capabilities and the space and the finances to be able to take care of my mom. But again, it's frustrating at times, especially if she doesn't comply with her doctors and if she doesn't do the things that she needs to do to get her health at a stabilized place. Because every time she goes against doctor's orders or every time she doesn't do what she is required to do, then that's more appointments for me. That's more ripping and running for me. It's just a lot. And so I just encourage you stay positive, stay focused and just thank God that you can do it. And when you're tired of doing it, that's okay too. I just wanted to do this episode because resentment is real and people don't want to talk about it, but it happens every day and we just have to be able to communicate our emotions and then we have to be able to first admit that we're feeling this way so that we can just move past it and we can implement strategies to help us to be able to create an environment that is warm and and welcoming for not only the recipient, but also the giver. So just remember that caregiver resentment is common and normal. And seeking assistance, both emotionally can uh, emotionally and practically, can contribute to a healthier caregiving relationship. It's important to prioritize your own well-being while caring for others. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that it enlightened you to that this is normal. And if you are a caregiver and you're feeling this way, it's okay simply slow down, take a deep breath and try to process those emotions and find someone that you can trust and someone that is not going to judge you that will allow you to articulate how you're feeling. And then you guys can can work out um, strategies to help you get yourself in a better space. So again, thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode.